Welcome back, BB Tribe. It is episode three, and we are your hosts, Amanda and Sarah. And we're so happy that you're here. And Yay! To be fully transparent. This is now take six. Is it take six? <laughs> this is take six. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is take six of episode three of Best Tainted Book. We've been having some technical difficulties, um, <laughs> bits of laughter. <laughs> bits of laughter. And you know what? And we're just going to go ahead and and kick it off today and hit the ground running. And since we met last week, Sarah's figured out a lot of editing capabilities Mm -hmm. and skills. So we're ready. (laughs) We're we're ready. We're as ready as we're going to be. So I feel like this one, we just keep going. Whatever happens, happens. Whatever happens, happens. We're just going to go with it. And we're so happy you're here. Yes, exactly. Episode three. (laughs) So on a positive note... Since we met last week, we well, actually, this is the first time that I'm using a headset or headphones to actually do the recording. So hopefully I will sound a little bit clearer this week compared to the other weeks. And, and see, I don't understand where you're thinking you're not sounding clear. I've listened to them. I think you sound amazing. You sound awesome. I think you have a podcast voice and you sound so great. <laughs> you are definitely the person that has the podcast voice and I think I'm just super critical of my voice. I feel like I always sound weird. I don't know if that's a thing, if other people think they sound weird when they hear themselves too, or if that's just me. It's definitely a thing. Everybody thinks, I mean, everyone is self-critical to to some extent, to some point. I mean, I think I sound awful. I don't know why anyone would want to ever listen to my voice. I stumble on my words. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. You have the clearest voice. And it's not even just when we're podcasting. I feel like when we've done karaoke, when we've recorded things in the past, you always sound so awesome. And I love to karaoke. I don't know that I sound as great as you think I do. I think you've got like bestie blinders on or <laughs> something. No. You sound incredible. And you honestly sound like you've been podcasting for years. And in our previous six takes, <laughs> we were talking about how when you sing, you sound like a Disney princess and it's, <laughs> you have the best voice. And I always tell Sarah, I'm like, someday you're going to get discovered and Disney is going to hire you for a Disney princess movie because I, your voice is so good. Yeah, I, th- that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I love to sing the Disney songs. I will give you that. I love singing them um, or any kind of show tunes for that matter. Um but I don't have a very strong voice. It's it's small. It's a small voice. I don't have any kind of training whatsoever. I don't know what I'm doing, but I enjoy it. And that's all that matters, right? I enjoy it. It makes me happy. I mean, I think we're happy that you enjoy it. But Sarah, your voice is incredible. And I... I'm convinced. I'm convinced Disney's going to discover you and you are the princess that they have been waiting for because it's that good. And I think, like <laughs> we were talking about on our previous six takes, I think if we hit certain milestones, I think you should potentially commit <laughs> to singing a song on here and letting the people hear your beautiful singing voice. So... <clears throat> I will agree to this, but now I'm I'm going to set some terms and some limits. Like you said, um, were- I think I'm in take five. <laughs> no, no, there's. <laughs> I think that we 
we need to have, I think we need to have a hundred members in our Facebook group. So go now, look up Best Dina Book on Facebook, um, ask to join. And when you are in, you can invite others. Um, if we get, how many did I say? A hundred? Did I say a hundred? Okay. A yep. hundred. If we get a hundred members in there, I will sing a snippet <clears throat> of a Disney song. Um, I think if we get 200 members, Amanda and I should do a duet. Oh, no. We we were, okay, in take five, we were at <laughs> no, 500 <it's> <laughs> Yeah, now we're done. We're 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 forgetting take five. That doesn't exist. This is take now, <laughs> and I I think if we can get them to do this, if they'll do this for us. Invite their friends. Then we owe them this humiliation of ourselves. Because <laughs> that's so, what it will be, at least on my part. On my part. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. So Sarah and I always do FaceTime, and we are able to see each other as we're doing this podcast every week. And I think my eyes just got extremely big when you said we were going to sing together. But, oh, I don't know. I think you looked confident. I think you thought, yeah, I can rock this. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. If only. But but you know what? I think this is the opportunity for the world to hear your voice. And if it means that I need to be on a duet, potentially, okay. Yes. So we're committing to this. I don't know. We're I think we just committed done okay. it's done okay. it's done 100 i'll do it 200 we both do it let's go bb tribe go get those followers also i feel like if we can get instagram and twitter and tiktok going as well we have to throw in something else i don't know what but we'll do something else too <laughs> one step at a time i think we just start with the the facebook that's i mean if we actually got to 100 listeners or 100 people that would be That'd huge. Be so awesome. And that would, it would be, be so huge. incredible to bring your voice, like your singing no. voice, which I've heard <laughs> in karaoke so many times to the general can public. I, can I just say, usually in this karaoke, there's like a little wine or prosecco involved. So <laughs> not only do you have your bestie blinders on, but you know, we've we've got that going too. And so <laughs> just, I don't know. I don't know if you're the best judge of my voice because I also feel like as a true bestie you just hype me up so much and you give me so much confidence and praise like a true bestie does and so I'm kind of like like in my eyes you can do no wrong and I feel like you're kind of feel that way too so 100% (laughs) I'm always gonna hype you up but this is one area that I feel very strongly and that is that your singing voice is incredible okay let's go back to high school like we did like this musical performance and you were the, one of the stars. And no, no, I, no, no, no. It's not just me deciding that I think my best friend has an amazing voice. Like other people have said this too. So let's just take a moment to appreciate that. I think, I don't know why we're talking. How did this become a subject? My singing your voice. I think that I have a decent voice as where I can follow a tune and I can stay in tune. I'm, I, I'm very, I'm pitchy. Like I, I don't really know how to stay on pitch and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm not trained. I don't know all, all that stuff, but you know, I just, I just sing. It just comes out. Like <laughs> you just sing. Uh, it's incredible. It's like, it's the most beautiful thing. It's decent. So, it's decent. It, it's not no, terrible. It's, I'm not tone deaf. I'll say that. I'm not tone deaf. I'm not tone deaf. <laughs> it's like perfectly 
on pitch. And so I think moral of the story is I think everybody needs to hear your singing voice. And not only do you have an incredible singing voice, we've now discovered you have an incredible podcast voice. So there's that too. But okay, agree to disagree. But if they want to hear this so called incredible voice, it's really not. You know what to do, BB Tribe. <laughs> Go get those followers, get those likes. <laughs> All of this happened because I am now trying a new set of headphones. <laughs> is that how it happened? Is that how this came about? That is so random. I mean, it, yep, that, now we're here. Now we're committing to you singing on our podcast. Oh, goodness. All right. Can we move on to other things? I want to hear I, about your new house. You've got a lot going on. It's been such a big week, and I know we were talking earlier today on one of the previous takes, but I always keep a list throughout the week of just like everything that's happening that I just can't wait to talk to you about. And there was just so much that was happening this week. I feel like I had like a little mini novel on there. So one, I'm curious if any of our listeners out there actually do a list too, because I keep multiple lists for things to talk about Sarah with and things to like buy at the grocery store and things to remember just in general that I want to remember. Like it's just a lot of lists. So is anybody else a list keeper? I think lists are fairly common. I think you probably do it more than I do. I make lists and I mean grocery lists, obviously. I don't know that I make the little lists like, oh, I want to talk to Amanda about that. I I think that's just up in my head. Um, I don't know that I necessarily write it down. Um, But I think it's pretty common. I bet you there's a lot of people out there that do it too. Like it's not just a you thing. I think a lot of people have that and probably even more like not to say that you're not organized, but I bet you like I'm talking bullet points and those bullet journaling and, you know, hardcore lists. Like, <laughs> No, that's okay. I'm a little bit embarrassed, but that's how mine are kind of like organized. <gasps> I love there it. I can bullets. see that. There's different categories. There's different notebooks, but I think that there's so much that happens during the week that when something happens that I'm like, I really want to talk to you about this. If I don't write it down, then I don't know. There, it's just hard to remember. So yeah, I, I think definitely... that's amazing. I think that's amazing that you can do that. I think maybe I just don't have the focus for it. I think you just have a better memory. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I can't remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But I think that's really cool. I wish I could do that. I also think like, you know, keeping the bullet journals and things like that has a lot to do with, you, you know, you are very like artistic. Um and, you know, you like to draw and do that, like scribble and all that kind of stuff. I I'm, I just don't have that talent. And I think that's just, I don't know, maybe that has something to do with it too. I don't know. You'd be the better judge or telling us if that has anything to do with it or not. I don't know. I think I'm just like super OCD and I'm like, I've got to write down everything and have everything super <laughs> organized. And I think it helps because like I'm, if I write it down, then I don't have to remember it in a weird mm-hmm. way. And so I'm like, okay, I have more capacity to like handle the new things that are coming. So that makes a lot of sense. That makes sense. Um, I know we are all so excited to talk about the book and the chapters, and I really do want to get to them, but I still want to hear about your house. You kind of went over that. I want to hear about the house and then we can get into that. Let's go back to the house. So yeah, so a lot of things have happened this week, but the biggest thing is definitely the house. And I'm just, I can't believe it. So we closed on Friday and it was probably one of the best days of my life and it was just so positive and such a good feeling. And I know, you know, this, but I was, I took some time today to like, actually like think about like how many times have I moved in my life and I've moved, this is going to be like my 15th move. That's one five, (laughs) 15th move. Oh my gosh. And I just feel like 
for the first time, this house feels like the forever house. Like, I feel like, I don't know, I have that feeling of like, I'm not going to move again. This is going to be it. And it's such a good, safe, wonderful feeling. And I think the house itself is beautiful, but that feeling of like, this is it is the most incredible feeling. Oh, I'm so happy for you. So have you like started moving in? Uh, How far have you gotten? So yesterday we did a deep clean. So we went through the entire house and I'm talking baseboards. I'm talking walls. Mm -hmm. I'm talking floors. Like we did everything. I like to start everything with like a clean slate if I'm moving into a new place. So we like, we did it all. And thankfully my husband is like, I don't know, on the same page. So he didn't, he wasn't like, oh my gosh, what are you doing (laughs) on your hands (laughs) scrubbing a baseboard? He was like, okay. (laughs) But um, no, so the house yesterday, we just did like a turbo clean. And then we brought over a couple things from my condo, like the bikes, the tennis, like stuff and like the paddle boards and all the things that have like been in storage here that we're definitely going to want to bring over there. We did all that stuff, and then the actual movers are going to come on Friday of this upcoming week. Oh, yay. It's such an exciting time. I'm so happy. I can't wait to see how you, like, decorate and furnish it. You have always just been so good at that. I'm not. My house is just, you like, are. chaos, clutter oh everywhere. <laughs> no, your house is beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I love your house. I have, I have a random house. Like, nothing matches. We've got, like, old furniture that we've inherited. I don't really – we don't have that much like new stuff. We usually get stuff secondhand, but like that's okay with me. I don't mind that. Like honestly, saves us money and some of the stuff is like antique. So I'm like, yeah, like I love it. I love that kind of style, like older. I, love it. I don't really like modern, which is different from Keith, my husband. He really likes the modern kind of house updated. Our house is more, I think it was built in the 50s. I could be wrong. I'll have to double check. But he wants the kind of I don't want to say this term and offend anybody, but like the cookie cutter house, the kind that they're brand new. They all kind of look the same. They all have the same floor plan. I don't like that. I need character in my house. Like I need that. (laughs) I do too. And you know, like, I think one of my favorite things about your house is your built-in, your built-ins are built. What are they called? Build-ins? Built-ins. Yeah. Built-ins. Sorry. Yes. You have this incredible in your living room amazing area for books for and it's just so beautiful and it's so unique and we're both I think you and I are both like that where we're like we would so much prefer an antique or something that's like handcrafted like a built-in that has Mm -hmm. character and it just feels so special I love that bookshelf like it takes up like the entire wall one of the entire walls of the back living room the den and I literally remember walking in seeing it and I said this is it I need that bookshelf. I need that bookshelf. I don't care about the rest of the house. I mean, the rest of the house is awesome too. But I was like, I need that. (laughs) It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I it needs more books though. It needs more books. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting there. You already have an incredible collection. And I love books. I know. And I love that like all of your books are like unique and like you you don't like I feel like you like look for the books that like are beautiful like you get like the older books that you can find in like different shops and like you're not just gonna like go to a bookstore and just get something that's like I don't know brand new like the brand new yeah yeah and I love that you're selective I mean I do have obviously some brand new ones like whenever from our book club and stuff but I do like to go to like the 
uh, thrift stores and the vintage stores, antique stores like downtown. Um, and I like to look through them and just pick out some books. I mean, some of them I've never even heard of. Some of them, obviously, I haven't read them, but I just like the way they look. I just I like know. the older look. And it's, yeah, so I like doing that. I do like to collect those books. Um, but yeah, so yay in your house. So excited yay. for you. I, I can't know. wait to see it all done. And yeah, big week. Thank you, Rusty. <laughs> no, it's been an incredible week. It's been a whirlwind, but honestly, I feel at peace. Like I feel like, again, like this is like stability and just like that feeling of like, okay, this is the last stop. Like this is the forever house. And I feel so thankful. Yay. I'm so happy for you guys. Awesome. Thank you. And we talked a little bit about it, but you've been driving your new car all week. Can we just Yay! revisit that? <laughs> I haven't crashed it. You haven't crashed it. <laughs> I am not a bad driver. Can I just say that? I feel like people are going to think I'm a bad driver. I'm not a bad driver. It's just been forever since I have driven a car. We were, we have been a one car family for years and Keith just did all the driving. I don't particularly like driving. I do. That's part of my anxiety, too. I just don't enjoy it that much. If I don't have to, I won't. If somebody else can get me there, then that's fine. Um, so this was like a big step. I know it doesn't seem like that for most people. They're like, come on now. You're you're in your 30s. You should be driving your car. What's so big about that? But it, it really is. And yeah, I've been driving all week. And I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I'm proud of you too. Well, and I think we also need to know, like, so where you were working before, like it was walkable. Yes. So like you were able to just like walk every day to your job. Like now you've had a lot of changes. You're now at a new job and it's not walkable. So like it's yeah. a new job. Now you're driving yourself. And so it's a lot of things and I'm so proud of you. I'm, I know you. That this is like a big moment and I just I love you, bestie. Oh, thank you. I love you too. Don't make me cry on this podcast. Come on now. <laughs> no Nobody crying. Wants All to happiness. Hear that. <laughs> okay. We need to dive into the book. <laughs> Let's dive into the book. Are we ready for the book? Or do you have any more notes? I'm just curious. <laughs> I mean, so we're not going to access the notes because when I tried to go into my notepad, I think that might've potentially frozen our podcast recording. So I'm not going to take that chance, but okay. Let's Maybe next time we'll we'll have them all printed out on this nice little yes. sheet for us. I need I think I need copies of these notes as well too. Please CC me on those. Forward those Deal. to me. Um, yeah. So the book. I know that you the last episode we were kind of talking a little bit about Sylvia, the author of the book, um, and you wanted to learn a little bit more about her. I know you found like a little bio. Did you want to read that? I do, and I'm but I I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit afraid to leave the app. So okay. I think. Should I just venture out there? <laughs> I mean, the gist of it, I think that you just kind of found out that she was, I know we questioned like if she was actually from Mexico or not. Yeah. She was born in Mexico. She does now live, did we say, was in, it Canada? In Canada. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And then just, she's, I mean, an amazing author, critically acclaimed. She's won awards. Um, like I said, if you haven't followed her yet, please go follow her on Instagram, Twitter, um, Go to her website, check her out, check out her other books. I'm a huge fan of Mexican Gothic. Um, what is, and I think my favorite, I mean, I love them all. So I don't really know if I have a favorite, but the beautiful ones, so good. Signal to Noise. Um, I'm trying to think what else. <laughs> I can't think of anywhere else, honestly. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to get a, I'll have to get a list or something, but just go look at her books. Go look at all her books. They're like really, really good. 
And I think, so I know something that obviously, like, I think we both like replay our episodes every week and we both like listen to like what we talked about last week when we're walking. And one of the things that stuck out to me, at least about the episode last week, just talking about Sylvia and this book is you mentioned that there's not a lot of characters in, I would say, I I don't even know if I want to say modern day literature or just literature in general, but there's not a lot of characters that you've been able to relate to. And I feel like last week we just kind of like, I don't know, we that topic, but I think that that was like so important that I think we need to go back there and I think we need to talk about it. I, I wouldn't say that there's not a lot. There's just lot, not a lot that I don't know of. And, you know, I have to take responsibility on that part because I, I need to seek out those authors and those books um, because I think they do exist and they are out there. It's just about amplifying those authors, getting their books out there, getting their names out there um, and sharing them with everybody. Um, so so last week I, I did mention that I really love this author because – pretty much all of her characters are Hispanic. You know, it, it describes them looking like me or somebody I know or and things like that. And so it's just, it's really awesome. Um, I think in the previous books that we've read before we started the podcast in our, in our book club, you know, we weren't really paying too much attention to that. And if we, if we go back and we think about it, they were predominantly white authors and white characters. There might've been one or two, people of color in it but they are maybe a side character or just the the book was majority majority oh I can't talk <laughs> no no you're you're yeah the book, no you're right the book had the majority of their characters were white were Caucasian yeah. um and like I said there's nothing wrong with that it's just it's good to have diversity I think and I think it affects me me in the way that I want that because I didn't have that a lot growing up or I just didn't seek it out. And I'm just, I'm trying, and basically I'm trying to better myself. I'm trying to do my part to get those kind of, that word of mouth out there about these kind of authors. Yeah. And I think that just to be like cognizant of like everything you just said and just the fact that I think, well, for me, at least personally, like this is the first book that I've read that every single character is Hispanic. And I, I think that that's important. And I think that that's, it's also just like a little bit sad that this is the first book, but also at the same time, I think it's important that we finally have chosen a book that has this type of, I don't know, like just representation and that you feel connected with. And that now moving forward, like we're, I don't know, other than the word cognizant, it's just like choosing authors that are diverse and having Mm -hmm. a diverse background and topics and things that we maybe didn't think about before but now I feel like yeah yeah well and like for next month we have what it get a life Chloe Brown um the author is I hope I'm saying this right Talia or Talia Hibbert and she's a black British author I'm pretty sure based on the cover we can see that the main character is a woman of color um, so I'm excited about that. And then I do have, I have an Amazon list. I know. You, oh, that's a list. Does that count as a list? Amazon that list. I, have, list. I yes. have tons of Amazon lists. I have one called fiction addiction. <laughs> yeah, I know. So clever. Um, <laughs> and pretty much I went through there and, you know, I'm trying to find more diverse books to put on there. I don't know if you've looked at it, Amanda, recently, but I've, a couple of the top ones on there are 
either like with women of color or about people of color and things like that. So I'm excited for next month's book. Of course, we got to finish this one too. This one's getting really juicy, really good. <laughs> and I, but no, but, but moral of the story is, I think I'm just excited. And I think last week you brought forward a really important topic and point of view. And I think that it just, it stuck with me and I, I, I didn't want to just gloss over that. So yay. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited to find more authors like that. And I think we did a pretty good job before this. I think almost all of our authors were at least women, women. too, because yes. we do want to push, you know, for women authors out there, too. So, yes. yay. So we're excited. So, <laughs> Club, we want to, like, really just, like, I don't know, expand our reading horizon, mm-hmm. just, you know, really just open up those doors and just yeah. really promote authors that we're passionate about that we are excited to just share all these different people that we discover. So thank you. And we're totally open for suggestions too. If you know of any good authors, good books that are diverse, you know, go leave us a message on the Facebook group or Instagram. We're like, we want to know about them. Who are your favorite authors? Things like that. Um, yeah. So should we talk about my day. Should we talk about the book? Let's get into it. I'm going to be completely honest. Remember how I said I didn't want to stop reading. <laughs> I like right after that podcast last week's, I started in the book. I started reading again. I didn't want to stop, but it's been a while since I've read the chapter since like last week. So I might need a little bit of refresher. I did take some notes, but I think you might have you to take the lead take on notes. this one. I did take some notes on this. They're not, they're not like you're saying bullet points and stuff like that. I mean, that's just my OCD side coming out. So, so <laughs> they're, they're but, very, okay. they're very messy, but why don't you start us off on what you thought about these chapters? Okay. So we're talking about chapters eight through 14 this week. And I think the first thing that jumped out at me was how Sylvia really sets up the characters to be people that we love and that we are rooting for. And I'm talking about not only my Tay, but also Elvis too. Like, I feel like both of them are ones that I really want to just get to know. And then also I'm rooting for no matter what it is that they're going through. Mm-hmm. And I think that my Tay, we sort of see, you said it first in the, in episode one, I think you were like, this girl wants I think you said this girl wants adventure or something like that. And I just remember in chapters eight through 14, like remembering how excited she got when she finally got to be part of this journey and this story that she never saw herself getting intermingled. Yes. Yes. And I was, I think I said like, oh, I can relate to her. I don't know if I can. I think I would be terrified (laughs) if this, if this whole situation was happening to me, there is so much going on. I don't know about you. Maybe I read it too fast because I was just so excited. But there was a lot that I kind of like, I don't know. I couldn't keep up with all of it. There was so much information I feel like being thrown out, thrown at us. And it was good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there was anything wrong with that. I was just like, oh my gosh, wait, who is this? And what are they doing? But I think maybe that's the point. You're like, who do you trust? Who's telling the truth? I don't know. There's so much. And I think, <laughs> no, but I totally agree with you because from – my taste perspective if somebody came to my work or if somebody was at my job and they were asking me questions I would be like okay things are not okay like (laughs) what did I get myself involved in and then like she hops on the phone that that same day 
And yeah. she's like, okay, like, you know, she's so excited about that phone call that she gets. And I'm just like, wait, my mind would be like, somebody came to my job. <laughs> I <would laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. What is going on? Why is this girl not back? What is happening? I, I would just be so scared. But then again, too, because the guy that came to her work, he was police. Yes. There's so many different groups, too, that I'm having a little bit of a hard time. I need I to start know. writing this down, keeping track of who is who, who works for who. And who are the good guys and who are the bad guys? No, I completely agree. I was actually thinking like I need to make like a character and group map because there are so many players in this in this book and it's incredible. But it is hard keeping everybody straight. But I'm trying to remember which or who it was that actually came to see her at her job. I feel like he was – No, it wasn't No, no. They have not met at all. I think he's seen her – kind of go into I think the apartment because and they know about in her. her apartment yes he did go to her apartment he's staying because his boss says you need to check out this girl and he's like why what does she have to do with it so how, honestly how did they find out about her they're just surveilling Leonora's apartment and they see her going in is that what happened that's that was the connection that I made in and my mind yeah and yeah. we're talking about the hawks here Elvis yeah. is part of the hawks correct the hawks. and they Currently. were Currently, yes. And so their job is to kind of infiltrate the student protests and then cause chaos and kind of break them up. So they're kind of working for the government, yes? Correct. And they're also trying to seize any type of photography or like any type of like photograph or video that is captured. And I haven't really put all that together yet, but I know that they're trying to collect any and any sort of media that they can. That's what Leonora has that everybody wants they want this camera that has some kind of picture about a politician did it say it was the president or we're just assuming it could be the president so the priest and this Mm -hmm. okay i'm not gonna lie i already told you like that that scene was like really hard for me it was hard it was so violent and i totally don't like anything that's violent like i was like oh my gosh i just want to get through this (laughs) but when they were at that scene, it was the priest that said he thought her video was of the president. Okay. But he didn't know for sure. What's <laughs> on it? I need to know. What could that be? And so many people want it. There's the ex-boyfriend, Emilio. He wants it. So who is he working for? Does is Ruben, Ruben's interested in it too, right? Correct. Well, he wants to know at least what happened to Leonora. He wants to know what happened. But I think it was because he was like, I, I think he just cared about her. But well, because, maybe he wants it too. We don't know yet. Because they dated. They did. But then she broke up with him to go out with this Emilio guy. Yeah. And he said he didn't love her anymore. But he just said that he cared about her. But we're like, Ruben. I, mean. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to trust Ruben or Emilio. There's, I think there's just so much stuff going on there. I don't know. Like, and then there's also this journalist that she was talking to. Like, what's going on there? Who is she? There's this Jackie character, the one that's in charge of the group that Leonora was in. Like, was she her? Wait, or who was she supposed to give the camera to? Her or the journalist? I can't remember anymore. I can't remember that either. I don't know. Everybody wants it. (laughs) Everybody wants the video. And we don't know what the video has for sure. Is it video or pictures? I don't even know if they've like confirmed, but I think. Okay. So we just know it's a camera. We know it's a camera, but that's What year point, is this? What year is this? This is the 70s, right? Would there have been like cameras with videos? 
I don't even know, Amanda. I don't think I think it's probably pictures. I think it's pictures. All right, I'm sorry. I just like for some reason like envisioned a video, but you're right. You're right. I think it's probably I think it's probably photos. Yeah. Um, but that's I am now that I was talking about that Jackie person. So she actually thought that there's a mole that's taking information from that group, from the the protesters, the students, the activists, and leaking it. And she thought we got this from from her friend. Oh my gosh, I'm skipping all over the place. I'm sorry, but I'm remembering this. Remember <laughs> Elvis, Elvis, Elvis infiltrated. He went to the, was it, is it like a museum or what is wherever they're meeting? He finds the girl that was used to be friends with Leonora kind of starts flirting, blah, blah, blah. And starts getting information, gets information about Jackie. And she tells her Jackie thought that Leonora was the mole and was working with the cops. That's what it is. Okay. And I think that's where we ended. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. And just so much has happened. I do love the fact that Elvis and Maite both have this love of like records and music. And when Elvis was like wondering, like, is Maite listening to this yes. album? I just love that. Like they have this that's connection right. through the arts and through music that I think that's it's so, so rare that I just love. Yeah. It. It's so cute. Also, it's worth noting that he broke into her apartment to find this out so let's not forget about that he did break it before we romanticize us all he did break into her apartment this, this is true this is true but you know what there's just something about it that we just we're here for it what do you think is gonna happen do you think they're gonna meet do you think he's gonna approach her or do you think he's gonna just keep sur- um, watching her surveillance like i think and obviously i have absolutely no idea but i think that they're absolutely going to meet in some sort of a way. I don't know if it's going to be following his meal or the sit-down discussion that he just had. Like, now that he knows more about her, is he going to go and seek her out? I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I'm, I'm curious. Is yeah. it going to be romantic? Is it going to be platonic? Is it going to be they're teaming yeah. up to find her? Oh, Yeah. I mean, she doesn't really know. Well, I guess neither of them really know her that well. They're just kind of curious. Um, I don't know about if it's going to lead to a romantic thing with Elvis and Maite. There is an age difference. He's like 21. She's in her, She's is she 30 or in her 30s? I don't, I'm not sure. I think she's in her 30s. The thing okay. though, this like, I feel like she, she loves that like, I don't know. Like, I feel like she's like craving romance. She's craving mm-hmm. like that love. And we see that from the beginning with what she's reading, what she's yeah. taking in and all these different things. And I guess I'm wondering, like, is it going to be, I feel like, I feel like there's going to have to be some sort of a love connection, but is it going to be Elvis or is it going to be, it could be Ruben. It could be Emilio. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm betting it's one of those two. I don't think it's going to be Elvis. I think they are kind of like a kindred spirit. Maybe there's going to yeah. be a friendship there somehow or something. But I'm thinking the romance part, if we get any, is going to come between Ruben or Emilio. Right now, she wants Emilio because he's yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> but we also found out, like, I don't, like, Emilio, like, didn't he, like, steal somebody's girlfriend and it's just like Emilio like he's still Leonora said, yeah yeah and he and even my my Tay was like you know that wasn't the Emilio that she thought he was yeah. like so I don't so think maybe it's gonna, gonna go towards Ruben but is Ruben really over Leonora 
I don't know. I don't know that I trust him. I want to trust him. I don't know that I trust him. I definitely don't trust Emilio right now. I don't know how you feel about it. I don't trust Emilio. I think there's something else there. I I don't know how to feel about Ruben. I'm on the exact same page as you. I want to like him. Yes, I want to like Ruben too, but I don't know yet. I really like Elvis. Yes. Again, we, we love Sylvia Elvis. sets us up to love Elvis. She sets us up to Even love Even though he's Mike. technically a criminal. <laughs> it's the anti-hero. It's the anti-hero. That thing is – that's huge, you know. But you it just is. can't – you just can't help but not like him. And you know. can't help it. Like the way that she sort of sets up his character dynamic as far as being this young boy who is trying to find his way after his mom – doesn't want him at home but he's Mm -hmm. still so young and he's trying to figure out his way and he's making these decisions that are not good but he does have some guilt about it he it's never just like we're just gonna do this like like with the priest too you know it did make you feel like he was having second thoughts about he didn't feel great about it it's not like he wanted to do this like he knew it was kind of wrong but he's surviving he's surviving that's exactly it it's and i think that's why we want him to be okay. Like he is surviving. He's young and from, he was is trying to survive from such a young age. And yeah. we just want little Elvis to be okay. <laughs> we want little Elvis to not be in any dangerous situations and to make good decisions and to be safe and to you know, have all the Elvis records. <laughs> you know what? I wonder what is Elvis's real name? I want to know what his real name is. Cause Elvis is just a nickname. They all have nicknames. And so we don't really name besides Maite we don't even know if Leonora if that's her real name like that could be a f- name true and so could Ruben and Emilio <laughs> <laughs> all we know is Elvis chose the Elvis name because of his love of Elvis Presley and mm-hmm. we I don't know there's just there's so much to unfold <sighs> yeah it's it's gonna and be interesting these next chapters <laughs> we're on chapter 14 14, 14. <laughs> and we have <laughs> parakeet can we just mention the parakeet oh we have a parakeet (laughs) yes go ahead what would you like to say about the parakeet is that it she has a parakeet (laughs) i just love that she got a parakeet and that it reminded her of one of the um like things that she had seen and read and that she wanted the actual parrot but the parrot was too expensive so she settled for a parakeet (laughs) i love it that sounds like something i would do I just remember when I was growing up, my sister and I had all these like little bird parakeets and it it just brought me right back to having like too many birds. And my parents were like, (laughs) you can't get any more hamsters. You can't get any more birds. This is it. (laughs) We didn't have hamsters. We had some fish and we did have some birds at one point. I remember having a bird cage in our room. And then I remember coming home from school one day and they just weren't there. And oh. to this day, I don't know what happened to them. I think I think my mom said they flew out the window. I think that was the right way of say, telling a little kid. That was that was the kid version of what happened. They probably died. They probably were dead in the cage oh. or something. I have no idea. I'm so sorry. But we both were bird owners. We were both bird owners. Yeah. Another bestie similarity. We had we had birds, fish, dogs throughout the year. Um, we had bunnies. There's rabbits buried in our backyard. Oh. <laughs> The yeah. little bunnies. <laughs> oh, what were their names? How many? What I don't remember. I honestly don't. They were my brothers. I don't remember. We were young, but we did have bunnies. We've had chicks before. Those didn't last that long either. Um, no cats, though. I'm not a cat person. Neither is my mother, so we never had cats. 
So that's a little fun fact with the new house that we just got. We inherited a cat. What's the cat's name? <laughs> so it's like an outdoor cat and it just like, but the previous owner fed it every day. So they were like, uh-huh. please keep feeding it because it, you know, Aww. it's going to need some food. And I was like, Carmen, which is my husband, like we're going to need to feed the cat. And he named the cat Bob. So it's Bobcat. I love it. I love it. Bob the cat. Bob, Bob the cat. <laughs> I think Keith and I have a duck friend named Bob. That sounds so funny. We He took me on one of our first dates. He took me to this park in San Antonio and to like feed the ducks. And we there was a little duck that we were feeding. And I'm pretty sure Keith called him Bob. And then we when uh, he moved here, you know, I took him to Lucy Park to go feed the ducks. And we're like, oh, look, Bob followed us. <laughs> It. oh my gosh that's so weird <laughs> we Poor both Keith. have a bob <laughs> he's gonna be so sad that i told that story <laughs> everybody needs a bob in their life <laughs> so yeah we have a bob we have a bob too <laughs> okay so i think i know we are over our time and we are just so excited that you're here i know we've been kind of all over the place today talking about a lot of different things but that's just that's so, us. That's us. It's that's true. what that's best friendship. friends do. Exactly. Yeah. Just talk about <laughs> random things. I mean, that's what this podcast is about. Just talking and about anything and everything. So, no, it's so true. It's and just fun. It is fun. And I'm so thankful for anybody out there who's actually listening. And yes. we really thank did... you. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. And let's get the Facebook group to two, wait, 200 so Sarah can sing. Do no. not. Oh, 100 no. <laughs> 100 i sing 200 we're okay. doing a duet let's take it to 100 and then we can just we can pause there let's get it to 200 people let's go we can do this bb tribe <laughs> oh my it's gosh gonna happen. it's gonna happen it's i'm gonna good. start oh i'm gonna God. start posting this on my facebook and my instagram and be like please please we need to hear amanda sing it's gonna please. happen no <laughs> anyways anyways, anyways. <laughs> new week starting i hope everybody has the most positive start to your week wherever you are and we're just so happy you're here yay did we have a question or a poll this week that we were going to ask them on the facebook group we are so i think our question of the week and we'll post it to our social media accounts is what is your favorite genre and specifically i think we're trying to figure out what do people like more and we just want to know from you, like, if you have a go-to genre that you enjoy most and what are our listeners' favorites? Yeah. What's your favorite? Romance. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Like, it's like that. Because you know. You know. <laughs> We're both Hallmark movie channel loving best friends. So, clearly, it's romance. Yes. I I love a good romance book. Is your favorite romance? My favorite is romance, of course. Like you said, like, even like with movies, like I love the Hallmark movies, but sometimes I like the Lifetime movies because those are romance, but they also get a little spicy <laughs> and there's also usually like some murder or thrills in there too. So, you know, sometimes I'm feeling the Lifetime kind of books. Um- <laughs> I do remember when you told me you're like, I mean, a Lifetime is like Hallmark 2.0. Yes. Like, it's a different level. Yes, for sure. Hallmark is G, Lifetime is PG-13. Like they step it up. <laughs> they step it up (laughs) we need a little lifetime in our lives we do oh my gosh okay so quick note to end this podcast is it's our first game day for the Steelers today (gasps) and they're starting now I'm forming 
<laughs> no, no. Is there any Steelers fans out there? Let's no, go, there's Steelers not. Nation. There's no, no, no Steeler Nation going on here. How about them Cowboys? What, what? I know they lost. I know they lost. But we were playing the defending Super Bowl champs. We were playing Tom Brady, and we were in that game. And, you know, the kicker makes his kicks and his punts or whatever field goals. It's a whole different ball game, maybe. Like, yeah, we got this. We're going to Super Bowl. How about Steelers them boys? And the Cowboys. <laughs> Let's go. We have rival teams. That's that's hilarious. That's how it is with being Keith, though. We have rival teams on everything. Everything. We don't agree on anybody. <laughs> it's fun, though. It's it, it fun. Is fun. It is fun. And you and I are always like, oh, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just fun to, like, be able to have the competition, but also still, like, yes. you don't want the other team to win. But I'm also like, this is my best friend's team. So if yeah. the Steelers <laughs> are not playing the Cowboys, like, the Cowboys have to win. <laughs> yeah, you're better than me because I don't want the Steelers to win. Sorry. <laughs> You're just a better person than I am. I can't. I can't. There's, I'm never going to root for the Steelers. I'm so I'm sorry. purposely root for the Cowboys, <laughs> but it's like if they're not playing the Steelers, then I want you to be happy. So I'm genuinely okay. hoping you day is good. <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll work on it. How about that? All right. Amanda needs to go watch her game. I need to start reading a little bit. <laughs> We will see you next Monday. (laughs) See you next Monday. Have a great week. Bye, BB Tribe. Bye.